Welcome back to A Justice Seeking Church, the report of the Walking with Micah project. I'm Rachel Lampard. Thank you for joining me. This is part seven of eight and covers section five of the report, which introduces the practices for justice. This section begins with a story. What does it look like to practice justice? The Quaker Meeting House in Chelmsford is near the Crown Court. In 2018, 15 young people were charged with aviation security offences after breaching Stansted Airport's fence and locking themselves together around the front nose wheel of a plane which was being prepared to deport 60 people to Ghana, Nigeria and Sierra Leone. The protesters claimed that they were acting to prevent human rights abuses taking place. Hundreds of people gathered outside the Crown Court. Members of several Quaker meetings nearby supported the protesters' non-violent stance in opposition to mass deportations and collectively agreed to give their support. Some Quakers provided accommodation in their homes to defendants and family members for the duration of the trial. Chelmsford Meeting collectively decided to provide their Quaker meeting house for use as a sanctuary and base for the defendants and their supporters with Quakers providing food for larger gatherings. Local Quakers, the defendants and some supporters held a Quaker meeting for worship on the evening before the trial started. One Quaker regularly stood on the steps outside the courthouse with sandwich boards expressing support for the Stansted 15. Many local Quakers attended the several large vigils held outside the courthouse at key points in the trial and brought food for the participants. Some Quakers offered spiritual and pastoral support to the defendants and supporters had needed. And on many days of the trial, Quakers sat conspicuously in the courtroom to show their solidarity with defendants. All of these people were involved in Quaker witness against deportation. They responded in a range of ways, standing in solidarity, praying, making food according to their own personal gifts or preferences, whilst being upheld by their cohesion as a worshipping community. As Quakers, each person's contribution became an act of activism because of the collective witness of the meeting. The Stansted 15 were acquitted on appeal after the court ruled that there was no case to answer. A justice-seeking church and people need practices which will enable sustainable, flourishing, transformative action for justice rooted in God. Christian discipleship includes the call to be and to act as a prophetic community, people who are both willing to recognise and engage with the reality of the world as it is, and yet who look with hope and anticipation to the world as it should be, and in all their actions seek to bring that transformation. As Methodists, our justice-seeking takes place in the local, connectional and global spheres. We seek justice both as part of our individual discipleship and as also part of a body committed to the connectional principle of belonging, mutuality and interdependence. Our participation in God's work of justice-seeking, liberation, transformation and flourishing can take many forms. This section of the report considers two approaches to practising justice, 
ways of being and ways of doing. It sets out some of the practices which enable sustainable, flourishing, transformative, rooted action for justice. First of all, approaches to practising justice, ways of being. In section two, five key ways of being or approaches were identified which enable us to be at our best when seeking justice. These approaches to practising justice being with, humility and community, the use of power, transformation and prayer, enable sustainable, transformative and rooted action for justice to develop in churches and communities, as well as keeping our actions grounded in and guided by our faith. Because justice is a complex and often contested notion, these practices help us to stay close to God and to those who experience injustice. They assist us in discerning how and where to act, as well as humbly acknowledging our failures and our limitations. They spring from and can be woven into the Methodist way of life and build on the expectation that Methodists are engaging in various forms of justice activity. This section explores these ways of being in more detail in the hope that they will help us when examining our own practices or making decisions about how we can be at our best when seeking justice. The first way of being is being with, not for. Justice is about being with people, rather than working for people. Being with means our relationships are characterised by friendship, respect and a willingness to give time to listening. We practice justice in ways that involve communities in decision-making together, people experiencing injustice having agency and dignity, people standing and working in solidarity together. There is a footnote to the report here, which notes that Sam Wells, in this book The Nazareth Manifesto, has helped to popularise the approach of being with rather than working for when churches are engaging with justice. The principle of subsidiarity outlined in Catholic social teaching is similar, instructing that decisions about how we seek justice and transformation should be made as close as possible to the people affected by them. And it can also be found in Methodism, from John Wesley's emphasis on visitation to the approach of the God for All Church at the Margins programme. In being with, not for... It is vital to listen to and learn from those rooted in situations of injustice and those with significant knowledge of an issue. If we do not have personal experience ourselves, we practice being with by seeking the knowledge and wisdom of those with first-hand experience. Relying solely on what we think we know, or what Anthony Reddy terms a theology of good intentions, whilst intending our actions for good, can instead cause further harm. Learning from people with experience of injustice may sometimes lead to unlearning what we have previously thought to be untrue. Yet the burden for action must not be placed on those who have experienced injustice. If we ourselves have experienced injustice, we may choose to share our experience openly. Yet trauma, tiredness or rage, amongst other reasons may mean we do not wish to speak, and that is sufficient. There are many ways in which people who wish to be attentive to injustice can listen. Practising justice through being with 
means co-creating the space for careful listening before acting, because nothing about us, without us, is for us. The second way of being is humility in community. Justice is about being alongside our neighbours, including those with lived experience of injustice, in communities both local and global. As Methodists, we are part of a connection. We do not work alone, but within an ongoing mutual conversation between local churches, different parts of the connection, the world community and those of other faiths and non seeking to act justly. We are called to walk humbly with God and with one another. As part of the Methodist way of life, we're called to notice God in Scripture and in the world. As we try to notice and understand God's justice, our vision and understanding will only ever be proximate. When we're seeking justice, this means recognising that we as individuals or as a gathered community may not understand that full picture. We may well get things wrong and there is always more to learn. Practising humility in our communities involves being honest and realistic about what churches represent and can offer. We are rarely the size or strength we once were, nor do we have all the resources on our own that are needed to enact change. But we are not tasked to be the hero or rescuer. Instead, we're called to respond as collaborators with God. This should prompt us to ask how we can join in with our communities rather than lead them. This way of being involves partnering with others, locally and globally, building communities with those different from ourselves and as we are not the most significant players, collaborating where we can. The third way of being is self-awareness and the use of power. Justice is about recognising power imbalances within our world and our communities and being wise in our use of power. None of us stands outside the systems that constitute our communities and societies or systems of sin that disconnect us from God, from each other, or from the created world. We may benefit, knowingly or unknowingly, from the power imbalances that maintain injustices in our world. For example, we may buy goods at low prices from supply chains that use cheap or exploited labour in other parts of the world, leaving such workers unable to build better lives. If we are male, white and European, we may have advantages which consciously or unconsciously oppress others. We therefore need to recognise that sometimes our sense of injustice is a reaction to a loss of advantage. Being attentive to power involves self-awareness and careful discernment about what we as individuals in a church are called to do and how we are called to respond. We are sometimes called to give our power away to others, to share it or to claim it and use it well. Jesus knew well how to use or sacrifice power. Following his example in this is profoundly countercultural and is part of our calling to live in a way that draws others to Jesus. Power is intrinsically neutral. As explored in the section on the principles, it can be used for good or ill effect, but it cannot be ignored. Failing to recognise power can lead us to misuse it in ways that are not constructive 
or that diminish the power and agency of others. If we do not rightly recognise our power, as individuals or collectively, we risk being ineffective or making the action about us and not the issue being addressed. For example, in speaking out for justice, if we are not speaking from our own lived experience, we need to use the experience of others with integrity so that the focus remains on the injustice and not on ourselves. If those with lived experience are invited to speak and share, the support they might need should be considered in order that they and their stories are not exploited or sensationalised. This way of being involves recognising and regularly reflecting on our place and our interests within the system so that we might make a better society. The fourth way of being is visibility and transformation. Following a Methodist way of life includes challenging injustice and this involves bringing to light injustices that are ignored or unrecognised as well as those which are very stark. It is about transforming the deep or systemic issues that cause those injustices and not only responding to the immediate problems they cause. Desmond Tutu is credited with saying, there comes a point when we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. We acknowledge that some injustices are hidden away, ignored or silenced by those in power, and the causes of injustice are often complex and hidden. We commit to drawing attention to situations and the causes of injustice, raising awareness and not allowing them to be hidden. Like the prophets, we will not sit quiet while the vulnerable are forgotten, even if it makes us unpopular. Our justice-seeking should focus both on present injustices and future transformation. Seeking justice not only involves responding to immediate needs, but also transforming the deep or systemic injustices that causes those needs. This means being willing to engage with the reality of the world as it is and the challenges faced by many, but also holding on to the hope that transformation, healing and right relationship can and will be restored, leading to the flourishing of all God's creation. This way of being involves reviewing what we're doing, celebrating where change has taken place, being open to discerning a different way of engaging and journeying with God to new things. The final way of being is prayer. Justice is about connecting with God, holding both our actions and limitations before God and seeking in prayer the well-being and flourishing of others. We are called to pray daily and to worship with others regularly. In prayer we may express our anger, our powerlessness and our passion for change in the face of many tragedies and injustices, confess our failings and offer our thanks for small or large positive change. This way of being involves connecting to the character and work of the God of justice so that we may draw on limitless divine grace and live hopefully. These five ways of being as approaches to practising justice then lead us to consider the second part of this section, ways of doing. So what should we do to make justice? How do we respond to injustice or put justice seeking into practice in our personal and community lives? 
Firstly, we should ensure that we participate in a process of discernment about how to respond to injustice. Catholic theologians and liberation-based communities developed the model of See, Judge, Act, or See, Discern, Act, to help people reflect critically and theologically on the realities we face and, crucially, to resist the temptation of leaping in straight to action. Through this method, a community will review or see a situation of injustice in the light of understanding the reality in its social, political, economic and cultural dimensions. Then, through a process of social analysis and scriptural and theological reflection, they can discern or judge the deeper truths. In the light of this, proposals for action to change the situation and address its root causes will emerge, empowering those who are disadvantaged in the situation. Of course, this is a cycle or a spiral that should be constantly repeated and evaluated alongside those most closely affected by the situation. Secondly, we need to reflect on how those actions contribute to the change we want to see. How do they bridge the gap between what is and what we believe should be? Sometimes only certain actions are available to us. Some actions may sit more naturally with our temperament. Some are more open to those with certain privileges. Where there is a choice, we are also challenged to choose the action that is most likely to have an impact and contribute to bring about change. Complex problems such as environmental degradation or health inequalities remain intractable because they're held in place by various constraints, for example, government policies or society norms or market forces or power imbalances or accepted narratives about society. To tackle them, systemic change, not piecemeal change, is needed. System change happens at three levels, structural, relational and transformative. For example, campaigning for changes in legislation tries to bring about structural changes. Community organising can bring about relational change and communicating a different story can help to change the narratives needed for transformation change. Crucially, shifts in system change are most likely to be sustained when working at all three levels of change. For example, in 2016, a large number of refugees were given refuge in mainland Europe. The practices, policies and resources were put in place to enable their resettlement. But without promoting an accompanying narrative to change existing residents' narratives about asylum seekers, a dominant message of fear of the other undermined successful resettlement in some places. In contrast, poverty truth commissions are about building relationships between people who have power and those who are made vulnerable by particular circumstances. The quality of those relationships enables those with experience of poverty to share the reality of particular systems or policies and influence those who have more power to change them for everyone. Structural, relational and transformative level change all happening together. As a church and a body of individuals, being in relationship, working locally, nationally and with global partners, 
we should consider what is ours to do in the changes needed at structural, relational and transformative levels in order to unlock complex problems. Churches, individuals and groups are engaged in a range of actions for justice. The following non-exhaustive list describes some of the key ways in which Methodists are found acting for justice and some of the challenges that are involved. Responding to need. Following a Methodist way of life involves helping people in our communities and beyond. The many and varied social action projects of local churches usually begin in response to an identified need or injustice within the local community. The multiple resources available to a local church, a building, volunteers, specific funding sources and experience around safeguarding and other policies can allow a church to be agile in response. Volunteering with a social action project or advocating for a person in need can be a source of transformation and change for the volunteers themselves. And for many community members, church at its best can feel like a warm and welcoming place of hospitality and generosity. Examples include warm welcome spaces, debt advice centres, refugee support centres. Responses to need must also have a justice dimension and work with others to create agency and long-term change. Otherwise, there is a danger that justice work becomes only about social provision, lacking an analysis of the injustice involved or the transformation needed. Or there is a risk that social action becomes disconnected from our social engagement. We need to be wary of providing a service that we assume is needed rather than building relationships with those in our community in order to achieve a change that lasts. This is part of our commitment to learning and telling of the love of God. Examples include community pantries or campaigns shaped by people with first-hand experience. Relationship building. This takes time and a commitment to seek renewal in our relationship with God, ourselves and others. Caring for ourselves and those around us is key to Methodist discipleship and must be lived out in our justice-seeking. Anchoring our social engagement in listening and relationship-building enables a deeper understanding of the issues, renews our commitment and offers the possibility of providing advocacy, developing local leadership and working in solidarity and collaboration for wider structural change. Examples include asset-based community development, community organising and church at the margins. Changing rules and practices. This can take place at local, national and global level. We have a role in engaging in the systems, processes and cultures of our political life as much as practical action. When looked at as a whole, any social justice issue can feel overwhelming and we may feel lost as to where to begin to seek change. Change often happens through small steps. If our justice-seeking is rooted in relationship, both with those who have first-hand experience and those who have decision-making power and the ability to make change happen, then we're better able to focus our actions on making a difference. As we seek to influence structural change, our key questions might be, have we identified where the decision-making power is in relation to this issue? Who has the power and ability to make change? 
Who are our potential partners or collaborators in this work? What is in our power to do? Examples include campaigning, lobbying and awareness raising. Personal. There will be certain issues which matter particularly to us as individuals, either because we have some connection to these through lived experience, encounter with others, or a sense this is something God has called us to engage with as part of our own calling. Our decisions about what we do, with our finances, how we treat others, what we do with our time, all have potential impact, for good or for ill. Examples of personal action include ethical choices in our lifestyle, using our financial power, or a commitment to a particular cause. Creative and symbolic acts of prophetic witness. These can raise awareness of injustice, but also engage people more deeply through opportunities to lament, to pray, to seek confession and restitution, or to offer hope in times of overwhelm. In these types of actions, there is often the opportunity for sharing faith and good news of the gospel. Craft, music, art and drama can be powerful allies in prophetic witness. Examples include craftivism, public liturgy or symbolic protests. Visible activism. This involves joining in solidarity with others to agitate for change around a shared cause and can be a powerful and highly visible way of acting for justice. Yet we increasingly recognise that it is an action which is not accessible to all. Not everyone can go on a march, and some people put themselves at greater personal risk than others when protesting. A question which still arises is that regarding whether Methodists ought to join in acts of civil disobedience or resistance. The 1986 conference report, Accept and Resist, offers the possibility of these responses as Christian responses, saying that actions should be focused on policy, not individual persons, and should only be engaged in after careful self-reflection, prayerful discernment and a commitment to accepting the consequences of engaging in such acts. Examples include the participation in demonstrations, civil disobedience or resistance. All of the actions named above have a place in a justice-seeking church. Some may be more needed at particular times and places. We may, as individuals, have different strengths and preferences. We are each called to join in with God's kingdom plan, and together our acts become powerful. The example given at the start of this section of the Quakers in Chelmsford remind us that each person's contribution became an act of activism because of the collective witness of the meeting. However we choose to respond to injustice, we should reflect on what we do and how we do it, asking, is there integrity between our ways of doing and our ways of being? Do our acts of justice demonstrate and embody being with? Humility and community, self-awareness and the use of power, visibility and transformation, and are they rooted in prayer? Using these different approaches to justice can help us to examine our current and planned justice activities, ensuring that they contribute to change and are consistent with our beliefs about God's justice. 
We recommend that the material on Approaches to Justice Ways of Being and Approaches to Justice Ways of Doing in Part 5 of the report be used in all parts of the life of the Methodist Church, locally and connectionally, as criteria when we reflect on our life, work, decisions and actions. This is the end of Part 7 of the podcast. In the final section we look at how the principles, priorities and practices for justice could be embedded within the Methodist Church to make a difference in the church and the world. Thank you.